2: Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Quickly money, 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 money. to wall. Wall yeah. measured. Deal gets open for three. Dagger! Hold
3: Gives it to it Watt Watt hey everyone, it's Monday night and the Wizards just beat the Indiana Pacers to extend their winning streak to five in a row. That's their longest streak on, of the season. We'll unravel everything that went down tonight. And a lot of other topics uh, here on the Locked On Wizards podcast. And I'm your host tonight, Noah Getzel, uh representing Wizards Extra. Alongside me, we are blessed to have the godfather of Wizards Extra. Um, a man who edits the site and runs everything going on with Wizards Extra. And he helps start the whole thing up. So, Dustin, how are you doing tonight? What's going on? Doing good. Glad to be here, man. Cool. And Dustin, uh, can you tell us where people can follow you on Twitter? Sure, it's uh, at Range Rover
0: Allwood, um, and then obviously the website is at Wizards Extra.
3: And how long have you been running the Wizards Extra site now?
0: Um, I guess twenty twelve.
3: Wow. And when it's, we started off doing just podcasts, right, and then moved to you know doing more uh, writing articles and videos and things like that. Yep,
0: yep, a little bit of everything now. So,
3: so Trying you're. Year five, is that right, for the website?
0: Yeah. All right. Year
3: so, five. Wise so, by. Speaking of five, were you impressed with the the Wizards' fifth victory tonight, or does it not re- really even count because it's against a, a very depleted Pacers team that's missing their All-Star? Yeah, I mean,
0: no, no Depot, no Collison, um, but, you know, uh, no John Wall for us either. So, um, you know... It's just a kind of it's a good progression for this team, in my opinion. I mean, I don't think it's anything you know, to jump for joy about, but uh, I think it's it shows that you know the, everybody's the big question, obviously, right now is whether we're better without John Wall, which is absolute nonsense. So of course we're not better without John Wall. But what I think is happening, which, what I think you're seeing in this five game win streak is without John Wall the rest of the guys know they have to pick up the slack and so they don't come into these games against depleted teams like they have tonight against indiana um or sub 500 teams thinking that they can sleepwalk through and get a win they know they have to compete every possession offensively and defensively and you're seeing the ball movement pick up they're spreading it around bradley beals been a, a great
3: facilitator. He only had like two assists tonight, I think. Yeah. Which is a, a huge, or three, I guess maybe he picked one at the end of the game. But um, he's been a big facilitator lately and, and on the defensive possessions you just see the communication and the the rotations
0: are so much crisper. And I think that's really what bulls out to. and that's what you saw again tonight. I mean you're getting contributions across the roster, I mean, Jan Mahimi, huge revenge game tonight, I guess, 12 points, 7 rebounds, uh, one of his best games of the year, I mean, it's, it's fun to watch, you know, sure. I, I think I think it'll be good when Wall comes back, they've learned how to play without Wall, so those stretches when he's off, you know, they've done it, they can keep rolling, hopefully, when he comes back, but, um, you know, it's things, but. Five in a row. You know, a couple of weeks ago people
3: were ready to write this team off and say blow it up and start from scratch. Well they were ready to say that right after Wall got injured too. And so I think yeah. this is kind of a a chance for, you know, some of the guys like Mike Scott and even Jody Meeks and uh Tomas Sadaransky just to say, No, like we're still gonna make the playoffs, like we're not going to a lottery, John Wall is not this entire team. We're we're fine without not but I mean, yeah, they've showed that they're they're not only able to survive but to thrive without him, so it's basically like everyone, they've, they've got a huge chip on their shoulder because everyone thinks that the Wizards aren't anything without their five-time All-Star. And here they are, proving a couple yep. playoff teams wrong. We'll see how long this lasts. At the same time, you got to remember, Actually, it's just five games. You
0: know, yeah, it is just five games. But, you know, they haven't even, they had not had a five-game winning streak this season. So, you know, we'll, we'll take it. Uh, the, the One thing that I'm really, really happy with in this stretch is... When Wall first went down, my initial reaction was obviously that they were going to struggle. But next, I was just thinking, oh, my God, Bradley Beal's already playing 40 minutes a game. That's just mm-hmm. going to increase. His workload's going to go through the roof. Are we going to see a Beal injury? Because, as we all know, his big thing has been these stress fractures that just come from you know extended wear and tear. And and uh, he's actually been able to keep his minutes down quite a bit. I mean, only played 36 tonight. Uh, didn't even play in the fourth quarter last night, or sorry, sorry Saturday night. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I mean, that's just been great to see that. It, it's crazy, you know, when when Wall and Beal were playing together and they were struggling, they were both logging forty plus a night, and now, you know, they're they're beating teams handily enough where they can actually rest Bradley Beal. So
3: we'll see how long this lasts. Absolutely, but it was <laughs> it was a awesome all around performance tonight. Um, the Wizards shot fifty five percent. They had 29 assists, so they continued their streak, I think, six games now of at least 25 assists, which is the longest streak in the NBA, and that was 29 assists on 45 field goals, so, you know, two-thirds of their shots are are being assisted. Um, 30 points off of uh, forcing 15 turnovers, which isn't a ton, but at least the Wizards capitalized on it. They were beating uh, the Pacers down uh, down the floor, 18-9 to in fast break points. And the, the one negative you can take away is that the Wizards, like, really struggled from three-point land. They hit just 28%, and they allowed th- uh, 12 three-pointers. And, you know, the kind of, it's so Wizards, but of course, like, in the fourth quarter, they let it d- get down to, like, an eight-point game after they were up by, I don't know, it seemed like a, a pretty solid margin, like, 16 points, something like that. I might be wrong. Yeah, Brooks, Brooks burned that timeout with, what about, like, six minutes left.
0: Got the old quarter back in the game, and and, uh, you know, they were kind of sloppy down the stretch. But the thing was, they played good enough defense that even though they weren't really lighting mm. up on the offensive end, the, you know, the, the lead stayed at, like, arm's length. You know, it never really got into that nervous territory where it would have been, like, you know, five, six points and a couple possessions swings it. So uh, that was good to see. They, they dominated Indiana on the glass, too. Mm. Uh, you know, it was three
3: rebounds. Yeah, yeah. 43-35. to 35. Um, Points of the paint, you know, too. 10-point uh, yeah. advantage there, 52-42. to 42. I mean, Well, really won the... At, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, when you look at the production in the post, I mean, Mahinmi, Gortat, Morris, I mean, they just controlled the paint. You know, 10
0: rebounds for Morris, mm-hmm. 9 for Gortat, 7 for Mahimi, Um Just really controlled the game front court and you know I mean obviously Indiana was a little bit light in their backcourt with the no Ola Depot and no Darren Collison,
3: mm-hmm. but um you know Fadius Young and Miles Turner or er, and Miles Turner uh, still two very solid players and isn't Turner a little bit injured too? I think he had like a, <laughs> a knee <laughs> yeah, issue or he's, something. He's just he's just come back okay. from injury so
0: still kinda of getting back in the swing of things.
3: Mm-hmm. But you know what actually won the Wizards the game though? Lance What's Stevenson right? trying to ball out and failing miserably. Four of fourteen yeah. missed six of his seven three point attempts and had six turnovers. Yeah, and he was doing his his uh Lance dance a lot too, where he was, you know, trying to show off a little bit. But
0: um, you know, that's to be expected, you know, that's Lance. For good or for not. If that's who he is. He's gotta play thirty seven minutes, Indiana's probably not gonna win a whole lot of games.
3: There was one play, I can't remember how deep it was into the fourth quarter, but it looked like the Pacers were starting to show some life, and then somebody on the Wizards bricked a three, and Lance just started sprinting in transition, and he stopped right at the three-point line and did like this this leaning three that was way off, and it was just like a chance for them to get an easy layup, and he just selfishly decides, like, no, I'm going to take this off-balance three. <laughs> yeah, that's uh That's Lance. <laughs>
0: You know, uh, let's, you us got to live with it if you're going to reap the benefits that he brings too. So he's the perfect role player off the bench to kind of provide that spark, but mm-hmm. you know, not the kind of guy you want to be the, the leading man on a good team.
3: So let's uh, take a real quick break, and then we're going to dive into whether this is the best Wizards team that we've seen uh, this season so far and, you know, what what has to happen the rest of these, I don't know, six weeks or so that the Wizards are playing elite opponents and still trying to maintain their ground, they've actually improved to the fourth seed uh, in the Eastern Conference. They're probably about to catch Cleveland in a second here. So we'll be right back to discuss that on the Locked On Wizards podcast. Welcome back to the Wizards Extra podcast. Once again, I'm the host Noah Getzel, and I'm here with Dustin Allwood, who oversees the whole Wizards Extra blog. Um, so, Dustin, Wizards have won five straight now. Is it fair to say that this is the best they're playing? They're uh, all season long. They're really rolling on all all cylinders. So, I think it's definitely fair to say
0: this is the best run they've been on. So, consistently night in, night out, this is the best basketball. For a stretch, they've played. I think in individual games, uh, you know, when you look back at the Christmas Day game against Boston, I mean, that was the best of the Wizards.
2: Mm -hmm. But uh, it was for one game, and they
0: turned right around and and dropped a few they shouldn't have right after that. And that's kind of, you know, what we were talking about earlier, where I think the, the difference that you're seeing right now is this team's not taking teams for granted anymore. They know they've got to come out and play hard on every possession the entire game in order to win games. And hopefully, you know, when John Wall comes back in six to eight weeks, um, that mindset carries through. Um, And, and, you know, I think it it would be very easy for Scott Brooks to point at this and say, look, you know, when you guys were were taking nights off, you're getting beat by sub-500 teams regularly. And once we lost John and we knew we had to compete at a higher level every possession, start of winning games uh, so that's going to be the key is can they maintain that intensity when John Wall comes back and they then have a talent advantage over a lot of teams and you know human nature sets in and you think you can can walk over some of these lower teams
3: I think they've got to be able to keep it up because Wall is coming back in not anything close to game shape so he'll probably play I don't know we'll see maybe like five or ten games of the, the the final uh regular season game so he's probably not gonna be playing more than 20 maybe 25 minutes in that stretch um depending on the playoff positioning he'll want to get his legs under him but you know he's he's just going to be coming off the bench and trying to fit in in my mind so he you know it's he's the superstar the whole team is built around him but of course. At this stage, he's the one who's got to make sure that he fits with this new winning team. I mean, we'll see if they're still winning in April when he actually comes back. This may be a short (laughs) stint. But um, there's been a lot of talk of the Wizards being better off without him. And, you know, we mentioned that they've had more than 25 assists uh, the past six games now. And then on February 1st, right after the Wizards beat the Raptors uh, at uh, Capital One Arena, <laughs> Your boy Marching Gortat tweets, "Unbelievable win tonight! Great quote-unquote team victory." To which John Wall retweeted with the caption, "LOL." Uh, does this mean that him and John and March don't really like each other? What is this? How, how do you read into it? Uh, it's 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 tough to read too much into a, a
0: quick Twitter back and forth. I mean, John deleted the tweet, which I think is more incriminating than if he hadn't. Um, so, I don't know, Gortat was clearly getting at something by putting the word team in quotation marks, um, but, you know, I I just, I can't help but laugh when people talk about the Wizards being better without John Wall, especially using a stat like assists against, uh, John Wall. The team is is averaging, you know, well over 25 assists a game. Uh, In this run, but I mean, John is one of the leading assist guys in the league, so you know that's not a direct correlation to him being out. Um, Like I said, I think it's 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 a lot of things. I wouldn't. I don't know about the Twitter beef between Wall and and Gortat. I mean,
3: they've they've had ups and downs. You know, I think Gortat is better with Wall on the floor as far as Mm -hmm. scoring. He had um, some nice feeds from Sataransky too. Yeah, absolutely. He's going to get his screen assist no matter what, but he was kind of still yeah. a liability defensively in the fourth quarter, as we saw Mahimni scoring yeah, nine points and you know grabbing boards when, all over. Even when Mahimni fouled out tonight, Gortat didn't come back in the game. So hmm. you know, I don't know. I don't know where this
0: this spat started or uh, what's keeping it going, but you know, I'd uh, I'd rather Gortat would keep his mouth shut and just enjoy the win and. Uh, rather than try and throw shade at John Wall. I mean, that's that's your leader, you know, and everybody on the team knows Mm -hmm. that. Even Bradley Beal, you know, readily admitted that, hey, you know, we're not better without John Wall. This is John's team. He's our franchise guy. Uh, So, you know, (sighs) Gortat is a declining player right now, and really, if anybody was to speak out, I wouldn't think it would be him.
3: My yeah, opinion, but he, he doesn't talk much, but when he does, it's it's typically pretty critical. I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't, honestly though, long term, I wouldn't read a whole lot
0: into it. Because, you know, I remember in, uh, I guess, what was, was it 13, 14, um, the year that Pierce was here? Or is that 12? Yeah,
3: I think that whatever, was 13,
0: 14. Whatever year that Pierce was here there was a, a couple locker room spats between Pierce and Gortat as well. Um, so, you know, I think sometimes Gortat just uh, speaks without a filter and, and maybe tweets without a filter too. And, uh, you know, I, I think these guys are around each other enough that uh, things can kind of bounce off and they can keep rolling. So
3: for sure. That makes sense. Uh, but Arthur was raising a really good point um, when I talked to him over the weekend, and he said that John Wall, like, limping around, playing, uh, just fighting, gritting it out through injury, if he's in that lineup where, uh, you know, if it's that versus what's going on right now with Tomas Sadorensky playing fresh and healthy, obviously, he thinks this is a better team when you compare it to not a healthy Wall, but a, a John Wall oh, sure. who who is, you know, totally shouldn't be out on the floor. And I'd have to agree there.
0: That makes sure, sense. Sure, yeah. I mean, fifty percent of John Wall is is just not going to be good for this team right now, especially on the defensive end. You could see where he was hurting there. You know, he would mm-hmm. struggle to keep up with quick guards. You know, just the wear and tear on the knees, I guess, is uh, finally got too much where he just had to shut himself down. But I think you'll see. Hopefully, things go well with his recovery, and he comes back looking like a fresh guy at the end of the season, which could be huge for this team going into the playoffs. You know, you, like you said, he'll probably be back somewhere between five and ten games left in the regular season, and hopefully that's enough time to ramp up and to uh, knock the rust off and get into game shape and be ready to go for the playoffs.
3: Yeah. And then, uh, it, it seems like, yeah, I'm I really, I'm over all this this talk that the Wizards are better off. Without John Wall people just you know they're they're basing it off one week it doesn't really make sense but I mean there was as as we mentioned like having him injured nobody wants that you want your long-term guy who's locked up for it's going to be close to like 40 45 million dollars a year towards the end of his contract you want him to be healthy and I think Zach Lowe did some some metrics and said he was standing around more than anybody else in the league who's anyone who's like 40 years old so hopefully this will do him some well, well and get him some rest um do you think, in terms of health, uh, Otto Porter and Markeith Morris are finally looking like, you know, they don't have a, a hitch in their step anymore? I know uh, Porter has had hip issues, not just this year, but throughout his career. And then Morris, what was it, a game or two ago? The first time he sat out in the first quarter, he had two massive, like, gag size ice bags around his knees. Uh, he's been playing well recently. He posted a double-double tonight. Is What's the deal with their health? You can see
0: it in instances during during almost every game where you can see he's laboring a little bit. I, I definitely wouldn't wouldn't put Otto at one hundred percent. His three point shooting has, has dropped off quite a bit over the last you know, week plus. And I think it's just kind of residual effects of he's he's laboring through that hip injury. Um, Keith, I wouldn't classify him as one hundred percent either. I think you know they're both. Doing the best they can. I, I would love to see, um, you know, them, them get nights where they can they can play a little bit less. I will only played twenty five minutes tonight. I think that's going to kind of be what Scott Brooks has to try and do is is get them a
1: little more in game rest rather than actually sit guys out and give them a day off just mm-hmm. just based on without Wall. Um,
0: you know, if you lose too many more starters, this is quickly going to be a rotation of non-NBA guys out there. Um, You know, I don't know that we want to see a whole lot of uh, Jason Smith or Chris McCullough other than um, absolute garbage time. So, um, I don't think they're 100%, and I think it's going to be tricky to kind of balance it going forward, and I think it's something to keep an eye on. But uh, It's going to be tough for them to get healthy, especially Porter. I mean, I think Keith is kind of getting to that age where he's always going to be playing with something. But, um, Otto, the hip is a little concerning, and it seems like almost one almost once every night he, he takes
3: a hard fall on it and just makes you wince. So, I mean, Markeith is only one year older than John Wall, so he's, what, 29 if Wall is 28? Or never mind, Wall is 27, so 28 years old. I guess he, he takes a lot of hits, uh, no doubt about it. So we'll see. I mean, yeah, it seems like he, he is always the one who's like, lowering his shoulder and embracing all the pain and he's the enforcer of the team so yeah he does a lot of the
0: dirty work for sure
3: all right so we're gonna take one more quick break and then we we're gonna preview the rest of the week for the wizards they've got uh three upcoming matchups that we're gonna talk about so stay tuned locked on wizards podcast is coming right back Hey, welcome back to the Locked On Wizards podcast. Once again, I'm Noah Getzel, joined by Dustin Allwood tonight. And uh, the Wizards are won their first game of the week. They beat the Indiana Pacers 111 to a different score tonight, <laughs> 102, so a nine-point victory. And then Wizards stay on the road. They've got a back-to-back facing uh, the Philadelphia 76ers on the day of the Super Bowl parade, so that's going to be a hectic atmosphere. And then they come back home Thursday to face the Boston Celtics, who they beat on the road Christmas Day. Uh, Celtics are number one in the East. And then they've got what should be a cupcake, but you never know, against the Wizards, against the Chicago Bulls, uh, their bottom rung of the Eastern Conference, They're 13th out of the 15th teams there. Are the Wizards going to go 3-0, and 2-1 these last three games of the week? What do you think? Boston game. Obviously,
0: that's the, the primetime Thursday night matchup. Mm-hmm. Um, you know The one everybody has circled on the schedule. Um, for me, you know, you know really a 4-0 week when you count the Indiana win. and Realistically, that would be pushing winning streak out to 8. Mm-hmm. That's tough to say. That's a tough to bet on. Uh, so, I'd probably put it at 2-1 at uh, thinking they'll, they'll drop 1. Whether it's that Game at Philly or, or home versus Boston. Like you said, the, the Philly one will be interesting because I'm sure those fans will be uh, loud and energized by the uh, Super Bowl title
3: and mm-hmm. forthcoming parade. So uh, it's an 8 o'clock game, prime time on TNT. So Everyone healthy on that squad? I'm not too sure. I know I mean, You never know about Embiid, yeah. um, whether he can play or not. He's unguardable no matter what, though. As long as he's on the court, just about.
0: Without a doubt, um, let me see. Is Philly on a back-to-back? That's normally when they're.
3: The good news but... for the Wizards is, uh, Philadelphia is really close to home, so they'll get. It's almost like playing a home game before the the day of rest, uh, Wednesday, and then hosting the the Celtics on Thursday. What yeah, do you so think? So he'll probably play. I mean, they they they
0: play yesterday and then don't play again until. Um, tomorrow, so you know, a couple days off they should be, I wouldn't think and there's no game on the seventh for them, so I think it would be definitely a go
3: And what do you think about the Celtics matchup? Obviously John Wall had a tremendous performance against Kyrie, elite um, point guards of the Eastern Conference, on Christmas Day. Do the Wizards Based on the way they've been playing and sharing the ball and, you know, being locked in on defense, do you give them a strong chance against the Celtics who are, uh, you know, number one by two games now? They're not really getting separation, but they're getting, you know, Raptors and Celtics are getting separation from the rest of the pack in the East and the Wizards just beat the Raptors. Do you think uh, Washington, I don't know, do do you think the the Celtics are going to have their number this time and get that revenge?
0: So, you know, the Wizards have played really well against Boston uh, in D.C. over the past few years. And, you know, Reno against them in D.C. in the playoffs last year. Um, so, you know, I definitely wouldn't chalk it up as an automatic win for Boston. Right. It'll be interesting to see some of the matchups, you know. I think the one that would scare you the most is Sadoransky versus Irving. And can he stay in front of him? But, you know, he played great defense. On Russell Westbrook um, in Oklahoma City. Obviously, you know, Kyrie and Russ have differences to their game, but mm-hmm. you know, it's still
3: quick. Did well on Lowry, like, Lowry until the yards. fourth quarter, too, when Lowry exploded yeah, to like 17 points or something. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that'll be an interesting one. I
0: think that's, you know, it's not going to be a predictive game of anything forthcoming in the playoffs. You know, neither team. Is you know really in playoff form yet? But it should have a playoff feel. You know, a lot of these games in you know, Oklahoma City and Toronto in this streak have had that kind of a playoff feel, even without John Wall. And um, you know, these guys have been able to get up for these big name opponents, with or without John Wall this year. You know, so that's one I definitely am looking
3: forward to watching. And, mm-hmm. uh, and the Celtics I, have won it's four tough straight. To say. It's uh, tough to say the Wizards that, so, that I bet on them to win, but no. you know I think they they definitely have a shot. Like I said, I'd pick them to go two and one the rest of the week. You know how the fans will be though. If the Wizards lose tomorrow and then come back home and lose to the Celtics. You can think, "Oh yeah. man, we're lottery bound." <laughs> <the court> <laughs> again, right? It's crazy how how quick these scripts flip. You know.
0: Yeah, but you know that's the nature of the NBA season. You, you would think you would learn from one year to the next, but. We never do. We always get too high
3: in the highs and too low in the lows. So it's a eighty two game season for a reason. No doubt about it. Well, I think uh, that'll do it. And I've got you coming up in just a few days, right, Dustin? We'll be back yeah, at it here. Okay. And that's Thursday night, so that'll be right after a trade deadline. Yep. Cool. Alright. Well, thanks so much for tuning in for the Locked on Wizards podcast. You can follow us on Stitcher, LockedOnWizards.com, or um, Megaphone. And you can subscribe on iTunes as well. Uh, If you go to the Wizards Extra webpage, uh, WizardsExtra.com, we'll be posting up all the podcasts on that site as well. So once again, I'm Noah Getzel. You can follow me on Twitter at N-O-A-H underscore G-O-E-N. T z e l. And Dustin, do you want to repeat your Twitter handle one more time?
0: If it's at Rover,
3: all cool. All right. Well, good night, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Take it easy.